Goodbye, Vista Del Mar, you stupid place full of dummies. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I had a dream that I made love with that man on the Pringles can. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. And Barb and Star certainly are going to Vista Del Mar. So are we, but I am glad that we're not flying alone on this one because we're going to need some help to decode this whole thing. That is right. With us uh, are the illustrious Jamie Walsh and Elise Brando. Hello, hello, hello. We're oh. sitting in business class. I'm Get away from us. I'm my wings. Oh my gosh, it's just great air we're getting up here. No, no. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks hey. for having us. Just so the listeners can kind of paint a picture at home, mm-hmm. I'm uh, on Skype in my closet and the yes. three of you are in the same room together and I feel like and this is the bubble, right? When people talk about the bubble, this is what they mean. You guys are in the bubble and I'm out of the bubble. This is our bubble. It's <laughs> this us is three true. and a cat. And, and it cat. smells so <laughs> bad. What is life like in the bubble? It smells good. Oh, no. What? It's all right. It's all right. She, her, you do look like you are sneaking a hostage video out of wherever they're keeping you right now. <laughs> I know. I've just got to hold up like a date, a dated newspaper right now. But like, yeah, because I'm all, I'm very hairy. Um, but you guys are looking great. But there's such a sheen. It's such a shine. <laughs> there's it's, such a glow to me because because I just woke up from a nap, to be honest oh, with you. That's really what it is. It's the main <laughs> beauty it's secret. The glow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but uh, just so we can clarify this, just so we can, you know, uh, dismiss any claims of non-safety compliance here, you guys have all been in a bubble for the last year. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So yes. what, is, what does that entail? Do you guys watch movies together? You hang out? Yeah. Dinner parties? Yeah. Tell no, me no, these no. stories because I'm jealous. Oh, no, no. You <laughs> should have stopped after number two because it's hang out together and watch movies. And that's pretty much it. The first few, I would say months. <laughs> the, the rivers f- flowed with White Claw. <laughs> movies all the time yeah. lots of laughter there was at least one dance party but now rivalry Things and jealousy tough. is set in and there are um, uh, we're going to have to uh, vote we're going to have to vote one of us <laughs> you're going to always get Matt on the ground trying to fix our DVD player yeah, okay. yeah. you're going to now get us Matt spends uh, about half the time mad under table. about um, Settlers of Catan um, and then <laughs> yeah like trying to figure out dinner and then um Mostly Look, if we just get to coffee in the morning together, it's been good. But it's no pretty one good. Has, no one's killed anyone. So. Not yet. Not, not, not yet. Not until after not this that, podcast. Not that we're going to report. <laughs> and Elise hasn't figured out yet that when she goes to sleep, I clip parts of her hair off and sell them. So <laughs> we, I got another couple months. For what? For like fertilizer? Well, okay. All right. So so <laughs> I also want to preface, uh, be, besides being my illustrious bubble, and actually, side note, we are all in the same room, like we said. This is the first time my equipment has been hooked up to three microphones in over a year, and it is not happy. It can't handle um, So uh, it's actually not the equipment. I don't, I don't know what it is, but Windows is doing the thing where it adjusts levels on its own. So if you hear anything weird, audience, I'm terribly sorry. We tried getting it working. Right now, I'm watching the levels like a hawk. You know what? I think I I think I understand how why it is Matt is always at your DVD player. It's all the picture is being painted in my head of how it all happens now. It's really this. It's all sports. He's got a really it's, good Spider-Man stance, and he gets down there and he makes that thing work. Technology cool. not working. Spider-Man is outfit. Matt's old man in the sea. He's just <laughs> every computer is a swordfish strapped to the side of his boat, Fair. and he's you, fighting off tiger it's, sharks. It's also like a, a Christmas story. It's like the dad and the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like always, always like there's something in our house that should be simple and it just fights Matt to the death and we don't help no. at all we're just like oh we're no horrible. this is all terribly true Did I use a better knife but speaking <laughs> but speaking of uh, well, you've both been on the show before for different episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elise, you were on for Oceans 8, I believe. Uh, correct. And, and Velvet uh, Buzzsaw. Do... Are you not? How could I forget Buzzsaw? We're supposed to. <laughs> oh, I guess so. And then, Jamie, you've been on uh, uh, multiple, multiple times. And then, Elise, of course, you too have been, when when uh, you used to do your um, Speaking of Carrie podcast, mm-hmm. you did it out of this very room. The sex and the city. Um, so so you are no stranger to this. But the, the reason... Uh, uh, we wanted to invite you on for this film was because, to be honest, your joy about it was infectious. <laughs> um, and it was quite lovely for me. Shahir, I'm going to tell you the story oh. because I didn't even tell you Regale the story me, my yet. son. So, okay. Uh, we were trying, again, we were doing our two-step plan of going over and not doing anything and then figuring out what movie we're going to watch that we've been doing for the last year. Oh. <laughs> we're fine. And yeah, everything's fine. And uh, basically what went down was uh, we were going over some stuff and then I was like, I forget if I brought it up or someone else did, but we, the name Barb and Star came up one way or the other. And both Elise and Jamie just lit up like fucking Christmas trees and were so pumped. Elise, you'd watched it twice at that point. Jamie, you'd watched it once already. Yeah, I'd watched it that one time on Elise's second time. <laughs> I'm 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 surprised this wouldn't come up earlier. Matt, I'd already seen it when you mentioned it to me and I was surprised that you, I was surprised that it wasn't like a Immediate recommendation in the apartment. I tweeted at you guys immediately upon seeing it. Well, so all of this is to say the excitement was real and the hype was intense. And I I was very excited to watch it because I always love it when people are like super pumped to. You're never uh, excited when I'm excited about a movie, Matt. I just want to point that out. I want to point that shit out right now, all right? I mean, people. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, And I am excited when you're excited, except when you're like, this movie is a nine-part documentary series where each part of it is seven hours long, and you have to watch it in non-chronological order or it doesn't make sense. Can we do that by Thursday? <laughs> and I'm like, well, no. The man knows how to have fun. Yes. What? You know? This but, is what I do. Uh, I, this this is what life is outside the bubble is like, people. I just want to point that out. Uh, all right, fair. You're we in have... a closet. I'm in a closet right now. <laughs> I have not left this closet in a year. Remember how you said that there was an important call going on in the other room there and you had to be quiet? There is actually an important scientific call going on <laughs> in the other can... room. <laughs> hey, everybody listening, this show's already going off the rails, so buckle up. Oh, um, good. So regardless, uh, and Shahir, you had already watched this movie, and uh, upon upon viewing it, I well, I guess we'll just sort of get into it right away, right? Or do you have anything you want to talk about first, Shahir? Well, before we get into it, I thought we could uh, plug a couple of iTunes reviews we got this week. One that I think will pertain particularly to this episode. Um, the first of which was just a lovely review uh, from a listener who said, I recently discovered the podcast because of the Star Wars podcast from several years ago, but I definitely recommend listening to it. Uh, these guys have lots of good and hilarious opinions. Eh, I disagree. Interesting guest, possibly. We'll see if that word checks out tonight. And fabulous wow. picks for movies to talk about. Thanks for bringing some 
some joy into the world just discussing movies for everyone to hear from a newly avid listener in Bolivia. Um, oh, that's lovely. That's cool. lovely. But this is the this is the review that I really wanted to point out. And I will point out that I actually sent this review to the person in question in this review so we could all have a good chuckle about it. Uh, but yikes. And this is a one-star review, by the way. You got a one-star. Oh, yeah, one baby. Star. Shots fired. Very bright. Cannot believe I listened to a full hour and a half of a man lecturing Be Kind Rewind's host, the iconic queen of old Hollywood history, about why she was wrong to dislike Mank. Incredible. And I will point out, I did send this along to Be Kind Rewind, uh, Izzy, who's, uh, you know, like, we love chatting to and we hope we'll have you back on the show, <laughs> just to point out this review. And she, like me, was kind of like, I don't think that's what happened on that episode. When uh, you sent me that review, I was like, uh, <laughs> when did that happen? No, no, I, but, I, but I am excited about it because I feel like we should own the uh, role as mansplainers and there's no better movie like Barb and Star go to uh, Vista Del Mar to become uh, fully ingrained in the mansplain uh, um, uh, well, position. I disagree oh, on a lot of I different. Oh, what do you disagree about? I think this is going to backfire pretty Matt, hard. On Matt, you. Matt, I'm saying here, don't take the review seriously, buddy. Just go, just run with the mansplaining. <laughs> no, isn't that not the point? Like the, I, I'm just, I'm just curious. I wish there was actually, if they, well, they're probably not going to listen again, huh? <laughs> no. I was going to say, I would email us in onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com and let us know the precise point. Uh, well, to, to suffice to say, at least I don't believe that's what happened on that episode. But if it is, we apologize for yes, the, of course, we apologize for mansplaining uh, it away. Um, take a listen to the Mank episode if you haven't already. It's a good one, in my opinion, because of our guest, Be Kind Rewind, uh, who is a fantastic video assist on YouTube, um, and we will endeavor to do our best to offend as many people as possible with this and future episodes. If you would like to write Wait. us in to tell us about uh, said um, offenses that we have made, please email us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. That's right. You you just did a reel a bunch of times, like so many times fast. You have like my level of energy right now. You took two steps forward and one step back like five times. Where did I go backwards, buddy? Okay. You are shifting side to side a lot. I, Look, one thing about being in the closet, I will say I dance a lot during the podcast, so you guys can't see my feet, but I really do have a two-step working out right now. Oh, I get it. Get those steps in. How else are you going to do it? My mom goes around in a circle in her house because she can't go outside, and then her hip hurts, so she starts going the other way. I would totally do that. Just the cord on my uh, headphones are not that good. (laughs) Not that long. (laughs) Well, I think before we get into it, I should read what the IMDb says, uh... Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar is all about. Okay. Great idea. Lifelong friends Barb and Star embark on the adventure of a lifetime when they decide to leave their small Midwestern town for the first time, dash, ever. That is that is the that is the plot. Yeah. It's yeah. fairly straightforward. Yeah. I like they the left emphasis some things out. At the end. Of course they did. It's a synopsis. Their synopses are are sort of are sort of beginner synopses, I would say. You know, how, they how would start. You, how would you? And then they sort of leave the, the room. They get distracted by a text, like <laughs> it's a dream halfway through, a gift, <laughs> a beacon of hope that came in at the right time. That a would hoot. be my IMDb synopsis. <laughs> 
Uh, this is the reunion of Annie Mamulo and Kristen Wiig, who, of course, uh, met uh, at the Groundlings Theater in L.A. and have uh, gone on to write such films uh, that we probably all love, like Bridesmaid. Uh, there's a funny story about uh, that I think went around during the press tour of this film uh, about Annie Mamulo's script for Joy, which uh, was taken mm -hmm. over at some point and rewritten in an interesting way uh, and basically you know, discussed in terms of uh, how she... Uh, didn't appreciate the way it was rewritten necessarily. I was going to say, because when I looked at her filmography and I saw Joy was on there, I was like... It was like, record scratch? Yeah, we had a real record scratch moment in our bubble. You couldn't hear it outside of the bubble because sound doesn't escape it. Right. Um, no screams. But, and, no, yeah, or screams. No one knows. Well, I will um, say David O. Russell has been an interesting figure of late, uh, particularly in terms of, uh, I think, in the uh, in the realm of uh, on-screen abuse. There's a famous clip of her of him uh, abusing his cast um, many years ago. You can just Google David O. Russell abuse, and you'll and you'll see a, a whole treasure trove of uh, material there. Um, he sounds like fun. He does. Yikes sound on like fun. bikes. You know, the, the unfortunate thing is, I do like a lot of his movies, so uh, there is that. Um, but <laughs> two uh -oh. steps forward, coming in hot. Back. You're gonna get another <laughs> one star. Like, have you guys back. not seen Spanking the Monkey? Two steps Listen, forward. One no step one's seen back. Spanking the Monkey or Flirting with Disaster <laughs> or Three Kings. Horns. These are these are all porn titles. <laughs> one step forward. Spanking the Monkey is about back. a man sleeping with his mother, which is um. Again, you know, boy. Porn fun. <laughs> Porn's fun. If well, anywho, Barb and Star. Thank you, Jamie, for taking this ship and just trying to just get it into the port as is this the only way. Oh, we're we not going it. into port. So this is how, Barb so and guys, Star. All right, all right, go on. How do we? How are we gonna unfold here? Let's have fun. Why don't we go in order of who saw it first? Oh. Ha -ha. Wait, how do, do we have a record of this? I mean, I think do we have receipts. Go... No, we're it gonna have to ballpark between you Valentine's and Day, February fourteenth. Uh, I don't think I saw it on Valentine's Day. Is that the weekend it came out, by the way? Correct. Yeah. No, I think I saw it the week after. So, uh, Elise, you win this round, but not the war. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know how to do mics close and not close. You're okay. Uh, You're fine. I'm watching for you. Oh, thank you. Oh, guys, it was, it was, I don't know if you ever fantasized about doing a Toys R Us run. But oh, that yes. Yes. was what happened. <laughs> so this movie came, it timing help this movie. This movie is like nothing else. I don't need another one like this movie. <laughs> I don't, usually when I love a movie, I want to be a part of it and in it. And I was like, I just want to sit back and let it wash over me like a rainbow waterfall. Um, but yeah, it was a Toys R Us run because there were so many jokes and so many visual gags and so many details and so bright, so colorful. I couldn't catch it all. Like I was, had my arm out and I had my cart and I was running and I just couldn't get it all into the basket. And I was dying. I watched it with a friend in LA. We hit replay at the same time. I only had half a glass of wine. And I was like, this can't be the wine. <laughs> I am just dead at everything. It was so, it was just so much. I was just felt like it was like a full tickle, like torture, but like I loved it. I needed it. So that's my. I have a lot that I want yeah, to talk yeah. about, but yeah, that Your was my initial. initial experience was the toy run and I couldn't get enough toys in the basket I, fast enough. I love that description. I the, the Toys R Us run was the only thing I fantasized about as a child. Hell Our, yeah. Shahir, Jamie, are you do. familiar? Uh, I think I can gather what it is. 
I was kept in a box as a child. You I don't were, understand. You didn't listen to music you were either. Kept it was on weird. a boat. Yeah, Jamie's uh, was ra- yeah, had a little raised by wolves. And I'm fine. And selkies. I'm and fine. Stuff. Um, I love you know, No, but like just running. I totally. Oh, that's such a that is such a good visual for the experience. Uh, Shahir, buddy. Uh, so I saw this a couple of weeks later, probably, um, and I thought it would be a fun date night movie inside my bubble. Uh, but I have uh, seriously misjudged uh, the humor quotient in my inside my bubble because uh, nary a laugh was had uh, when uh, when this movie was viewed within my bubble uh, by both myself and my date, who is my wife, of course. Um, the not to say in principle I couldn't see the funny. Like, I did get that the jokes were working and I was enjoying the kind of visual panache of all of this. Uh, Josh Greenbaum, who's the director, actually directed a fantastic uh, documentary about becoming uh, called Becoming James Bond, uh, which I've seen a couple times. And, and it's funny, I always go out to watch his films because... Uh, I have a good friend whose name is Josh Greenbaum. Josh Greenbaum. That's and what so I was just thinking. I, watched, I, was like, the, I have been watching Josh Greenbaum's <laughs> films in order to text my friend Josh Greenbaum um, just photos of his directorial credit and say, hey, here's the other one who's doing better than you are. Just just to fuck with him. Josh uh, is such a sweetheart. <laughs> I know. He lets Actually, me do that. weird small world. Elise, before uh, a while ago, uh, I was trying to very loosely behind the scenes try to set you and Josh up, not the director of this film, our friend Josh Greenbaum. What? what? Yeah, uh, this, never mind. I just, oh, I remember that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met this person, no, you but I remember but a Josh conversation awesome. about Shout this. Shout out to Josh. Anyway, <laughs> it'll be weird if he listens to this. <laughs> no, it'll be great. I, 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 I you know what? I'm going to send this to him as well. Uh, listen, Elise lives in Astoria. She's very pretty. I think Josh is actually uh, partnered up. Um, no. ah! it has been That's for why I stopped because ah! Josh, I make a really good second wife. Um, <laughs> I still live in Astoria. That's still true. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yes, correct. correct. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Do I still? No, so she here. So it wasn't. It wasn't hitting for you. Or uh, yeah. For... So so going back to to Barb uh, Barb and Star. I I I generally found like there's a lot about this that I like. Um, first first and foremost, um, comedy centered around middle-aged women we don't see a lot of it you know uh the, Never, these two obviously, very little uh these two obviously made their names with bridesmaid again a comedy centered around um older women but not you know not you know not too much older and now they're kind of aging that comedy up a little bit in this case um and and then fusing it with a sort of um absurdist austin powers-esque um uh, kind of sensibility um in a bright and colorful world i think is really great and i i look without spoiling the gag uh, it's the opening line i love that the one of the the key punchlines of this film is around uh, an article of clothing, uh, which I didn't know a lot about. But I got to say, oh. looks really comfortable. And I was like, I don't know why yes. they don't make these for men, um, to be honest with you. I think they're called cargo shorts. Oh, they're cargo shorts in, for men? In, in, in Astoria, and you, you call them cargo shorts. <laughs> well, hopefully they make parachute versions that I can wear if I'm ever in danger. Um, yes. <laughs> the... Coolots, Coolots actually did have a pretty big moment last year. I really? I want to point that out. They are actually not as flattering, but they are. Fu- it's it's very all comfy. about your footwear. It's all about your footwear. Right. You have it's to wear the right shoe, correct. or you're screwed. Fair. Is it culottes and flip flops? You're out of luck. <laughs> Is it culottes and flip flops? Is that kind of the thing? Is that it? Seems like the the combo. Uh, well, 
Well, in in this in this festive tropical setting. Wait, yes. we're getting off. We're getting off path. We're getting off <laughs> sorry, path. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. No. So I I I I will say um, I think the absurdist tone of it all, the silliness of it all. I was trying. Uh, I, I am a little bit on the back foot, which is that I did watch this a couple of weeks ago, um, and uh, and I have not revisited it since. Um, so I was hoping to to be able to revisit it. Unfortunately, it's not available on uh, direct VOD rental right now, or it is, but it's for twenty dollars. No, you have to pay for it. Uh, yeah, twenty dollars. Which I which look, it's in this economy uh, for a movie that I was like lukewarm on. I'm not sure I'm able to. I feel like I um, the 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 issue that I have for the for, for this particular film is that if I revisit it, everything works in principle. I didn't find myself having the moment i think at least that you described which was that every joke landing um i and i i think if i was to quantify it my feeling is the combination of the 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 funny story of these two uh friends who are like having this uh experience of visiting this uh this 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 tourist resort versus the austin powers is story there was probably some kind of mismatch in there where it wasn't lining up um for me but i could but again in principle i can see this working and 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 there's nothing about this experience that i can say um doesn't work well except for one thing which i will get into in spoilers okay cool. uh jamie all right um i so third being third on the list the night was dark I was still working. Oh, she was miserable. Yeah, I am generally a, a miserable shrew nowadays, so I was True. hunched over. Very well, I'm a hedgehog. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I'm Thank hunched you. over my computer, joyless, clicking away at an email, and Elise was like, I just, I, I want to watch a movie. I have a rental for like another three hours. I'm just going to put it on. Do you mind? And we share a living room space, so I was like... No, I don't mind. I'm just here. It's fine. That's a good and impression a, of you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's not an impression when you do it yourself. Uh, so, uh, there, I, you know, I couldn't directly see the TV, but I was like, you know what? I will even move onto the couch from my desk. I need to do something a little bit different. Maybe, maybe it'll be fun. I do like Kristen Wiig. I was going in completely blind. I knew nothing. And at least even at one point, like, got up to go take care of some stuff or do something in her room. And I was just, I, I... Like my computer died and I didn't notice because I just went full into the film. And like, I we're all in a rough spot and it's hard to find things that make me just like open mouth howl. And I laughed so hard at so many parts of this movie. Uh, it was it was an injection of joy. Um, so much so that like, I, I don't know. I, I, I've enthusiastically recommended it to everybody I know, even though I'm like, this isn't a movie that you'll like ever. Uh, because we're all in a weird position where we're completely unified in, well, not completely unified, but for the most part, unified in that we all feel a little terrible right now. And uh, this movie is so colorful and so extremely vacation-oriented. Uh, it, it makes you want to go to Florida. It makes you want to go somewhere ridiculous. And you're so excited when they talk about, like, going on a banana boat in it because you're just... 
we all sort of need this right now. We all um, need a banana boat. We, we need silly. Uh, we haven't had silly. This is my big approach to this movie. I have written my notes in three divisions, one of them being thesis that this takes part of, and then also merit of writing, and then also a section called gush, where I just want to talk about things I like. <laughs> wow, okay. So I'll let Matt go, because I have a lot more to say, and I won't stop talking uh, if I... No, I mean, I, I, it's funny, because I... I am the amalgamation, I am the Katamari Demisi ball of all three of your uh, opinions, I feel. Um, Matt, I think you'll notice all three of us like looked at you and said, I don't know that reference. I know. I, th- I thought it like a, what, what's the rice ball? What's the rice ball called that we get at Tofino's? Those are just those are just risotto balls. Uh, that's what I thought you were. Oh no, that anyway. was a very different thing. Don't worry about it. But if you get it out there, you get it. Um, you're the type of people that still haven't messaged me on PSN. Anyway, um, I when uh, the hype for this movie from my illustrious bubble sitting next to me was real. Uh, in fact, I was a little worried that they were going to blow it up too much for me to, you know, like when people hype up a thing and then oh, it... we blew it up too much. I'm sure. I actually don't think you did. I liked this movie a lot. I laughed at, uh, I, I laughed quite a bit. It was, especially from the beginning, uh, when it's, I had no idea there was going to be the supervillain Austin Powers, you know, plot at all type thing. And to see Kristen Wiig doing the double up. And like the the little mini sketch in the beginning about the the paper boy, and then getting the graveyard soda out of the machine. Uh, I don't know, just all the dumbest, wonderfulest things. And um, and I just I did I laughed quite a bit throughout the movie. But then throughout, much to your thing, Shahir, I did have this moment of what I've been coining as sort of a ludo narrative dissonance. I was like, I am enjoying this. I like this movie. I really enjoy what's going on and the characters are lovely and it's super fun. And I'm, although I I was laughing at the jokes, but even so I was like, something here isn't clicking for me. And at first I did the sort of like old chestnut lean to of like, oh, well this maybe just isn't for me. This isn't my demographic and whatever. But then the more I thought about it, I was, I was like, no, no, that that's bullshit. There has to be more to this. This is a this is an experience I enjoyed. What's stopping me from like actually latching on? And I've thought of a couple different things which we can get into as we talk about the film. But I mean, if you're looking for my initials, uh, I would say this movie is fucking hilarious. Uh, even if uh, it not everything uh, as a whole landed for me, the moment to moment laugh quotient of this movie was delightful. Um, can I can yeah. I just ask on uh, clarification on one term there, which you mentioned ludonarrative dissonance on this, yes, um, which is typically associated with the the sort of conflict between video game mechanics and video video game narrative. Yes. Can you explain how you're using that phrase in the context for this movie? I would be happy to. Uh, so the way that I saw this movie playing out was a very Austin Powers feel. You have this sort of like background, larger than life, over the top villain plot. And then you have your your main characters sort of completely separate going about their 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 time and then they intertwine and shenanigans ensue. Um, the way that those things sort of are set up in the in the movie didn't quite make not that th- this movie is farcical, like there's no question. Um, which is why I was like, oh, it doesn't matter that it didn't make sense. But it's asking you to believe certain things and care about certain things from the from the structure of of this as the scaffold as of the plot of this like supervillain arc, 
Um, which again, knowing me, is my favorite part, but then it didn't really seem to tie together at all. It was just sort of a means to an end. It actually didn't even seem to fit really well in the farcical world. It just was there as opposed to like carving out a niche uh, a niche for it. Hmm. So I felt like the experience of what and maybe this is to my own um to my own uh expectations, but like it's set up and you're like in your head or at least for me I'm ingrained. Austin Powers, got it. Farcical villain, got it. It's going to tie in, it's going to do these things. And then it doesn't quite do that, which again is not the movie's fault. It could be my sort of expectation I put on it. So the the type of film that was presented to me throughout didn't deliver at least on the standardized version of that, and that's where I felt like my the dissonance happened between my expectation of the film's mechanic versus what I was actually seeing. It's not a perfect terminology, but no, I couldn't it, figure it out. Like, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't figure out a, a better way to sort of put it. Because again, I like it very much for its parts. It's just when it all comes together, there was something that was that was scratching at me, being like, "Why isn't this locking in like like a like a, a farcical film like an Austin Powers or something?" So we've mentioned Austin Powers a lot, and I think that's like really just. Especially, you even have like Kristen Wiig is uh, this isn't a spoiler, but like Kristen Wiig is also playing the villain in yeah, this yeah. movie. Like, there's a lot of comparison you can make with how the writing goes together with Austin Powers, which is that uh, intensely inane world where everything is a joke in every minute. Like, yeah. um, you couldn't compare this to Dumb and Dumber because Dumb and Dumber, uh, uh, Lloyd and oh god, it's been a long time yeah, since I Jim saw Jim Carrey, yeah, Harry and Lloyd, Harry and Lloyd, uh, yeah. they. They exist in a, a, a world, and everyone else is existing in a different world. They are in a microcosm, and in Barb and Star and Austin Powers, every single person is in the same universe in this, mm -hmm. and that it's all parody all the time. Um, I think that's a pretty valid point that you're making. In that, there's there's a sort of a lack of elegance in how the plots come together, uh, the the antagonistic mm. plot and the um, and and the main plot of our our two protagonists uh, going about their days, but well, I don't care exactly. <laughs> that, that, no, I know. no, perfect. I mean, Actually, you make, yeah, that's I, the I, thing. I, I guess um, for me, the the thing is, I think the the writing, even if the film didn't quite land for me, I think the writing in terms of weaving in those two stories is pretty smart. You know, like starting with the Austin Powers mosquitoes thing and then landing back uh, to Barb and Star who are these two furniture salespeople you know who refuse to leave their job <laughs> and have dinner parties at their at their, at their thing. work it, it kind of feels like uh, the, the two analogies we're using here is it's Austin Powers meets Fargo at some point you know like that's the kind of yeah. the two worlds <laughs> yeah. and, that makes and, sense. and in a way they because because it is absurdist because it's silly it, it's the other films that it kind of reminds me of are you know and Will Ferrell is a producer on this is the slightly more absurdist Will Ferrell films like Step Brothers, like Anchorman, you know, which mm -hmm. have those sort of flights of fantasy as well. Um, so it's it's I, despite that, I actually think the writing on that level works pretty well. Like I, I, you know, like I, I kind of enjoy the weaving of those two stories together. That that's I think that's where I disagree. I mean, I I just that was everything else worked. Like you said, Shahir, you weren't like laughing out loud. I was laughing out loud throughout this thing. Hmm. Um, whereas the 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 way that the the supervillain plot is sort of uh, attached to this movie, I think I when 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 the three of us were talking before, I I equated it to the reason why Doctor Evil works as a person, and I would even argue, uh, well, there's sort of two things with the writing, but like 
I would argue that Kristen Wiig's character is just as funny as Dr. Evil, but there's two sort of problems. One, in Austin Powers, the script sets up Dr. Evil as a presence, not just is there. Like, the world understands Dr. Evil, therefore we accept Dr. Evil, where here the world never even interacts with Kristen Wiig's character. I mean, really, until the very, very end. No, the the hinge of the two plots is Edgar. The, should we, by the oh, way, wait, wait. are we okay to yeah, say Yeah, we're starting to get into spoilers, but okay. I'm even talking about the world. Like, the, yeah, like I, Edgar. Edgar's the bridge. I really think it's uh, maybe how it's filmed. Like, I, 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 or just like the directed, like the the. You, they, they don't care. Yeah, they Which don't is, care. Yeah, it's the thing. It and doesn't really matter. They don't care, and they don't. And it's more. I think this is just a very unique thing. Uh, it's a character study, and you see these two people that. They can find joy anywhere, and they love each other so much, and it's like an uh, evolution of their friendship because they go on this new journey, and it takes them closer, and it's anything to put these two beaming, happy, clueless, joyful people anywhere, and that's just like they'll do anything to make that happen, and usually I would be really pissed if like a like the antagonist didn't work or line up or sink or latch into the rest of the story. But I think it's really just the fact I've never seen anything like it with two middle-aged women. Cause mm, right. all we have is Diane Keaton at a fucking <laughs> countertop, marble countertop with her book club wearing a turtleneck all the time. That's all we have to look for. I am a white woman. I am going to hopefully age and not die. And I'm like, that's my, that's where I'm going. I am going to go sip wine at <laughs> a counter in a kitchen and then be alone about my family that I've lost. My husband, I lost. No, I am a weirdo. And so are these two women. And maybe one, day I get to be them yeah and so I think that I was so moved and shook by that personally again that's a personal journey I have gone on that I was like wow Mm. I was like oh my gosh there's a there's a fun there's a fun movie silly movie for like women that are 45 and also all they both reminded me about 47 people at my mom's church like all of them (laughs) are in my mom's choir and they all are there yeah they they just want to stop the party by walking past in a tube top right (laughs) full jewelry Uh, I think Elise makes a really excellent point. Uh, it's it, going back to Awesome Powers, uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I still have emails from your last podcast. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what happened? Nothing. I just had a lot of opinions that I wanted to share about Awesome Powers. Oh, you've got emails to send us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, our listeners are harassing you right now about Austin Powers? No, no, I'm harassing myself. Anyway, I mean, this kind of thing is her bag. That's kind of something you do in private. I'm circling back. So. Austin Powers, Dr. Evil is the antagonist of the whole movie, even in the way you can look at the movie uh, or him as sort of a metaphor for Austin leaving his past behind and trying to age into the future. This is not the structure of Barb and Star. It's, as Elise uh, aptly put, a character study of these two women who uh, are stuck in their lives for various reasons uh, and, and maybe have not even let themselves think outside of it and are finding their full persons on this journey. Uh, It doesn't necessarily have to be about um, the concrete plot that they're going through because that's their journey. That that is what they're going for. And that's what we're supposed to be watching. And to contrast that, uh, jump into the end of the movie. uh, (laughs) We, we sort of realize that our villain 
whose name is either Sharon or Dr. Lady, <laughs> unclear for various reasons. Uh, she, she, you know, uh, carries the familiar cane of uh, extreme loneliness and has never grown past her adolescence. She's stuck in the grief that she was. And they kind of also bring her back on that in uh, in in a moment of still, you know, finding yourself evolving to your next level, right. becoming a new human. Yeah. I, and, and, and to all of that, I don't disagree with any of it. I think that is exactly how the film works. My, my thing was it, it was just sort of like if you're balancing all your I, I do talk a lot about plate spinning uh, when when a film can can balance a lot of plates, different things going on at I the same plates. time. Yeah, you love that expression. Yeah. It's a good it's a good expression. It is. We all are. And mine are falling. Anyway. What? No, so, we'll no, catch we're them. fine. We're fine. We're, fine. That's what I'm bubbles fine. are for. So um, <laughs> the the way that like these sort of uh, these different plates are spinning, some of them felt like they weren't even like, I don't know, in the same not even some of them. I think that's where my thing is. It just didn't feel like it was in the same orbit. Like the rules of the world, which again are farcical and are wackadoo out of the out of the out of the park. Uh, it just the, the scaffolding didn't always match. Again, I feel like I'm harping on this too much. I really liked this movie. I was just trying to figure out, and the thing that got me interested to in talking about it, and I, that's why I was excited to talk with the three of What'd you. What you like about it was <laughs> well, first and foremost, uh, like you said before, the the way in which it is shot makes you feel like you either are being transported or just want to be transported, but not to in that Florida light. to Florida. I know, which is weird. <laughs> Um, no, 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 uh, no ill will to our Floridian we listeners. We love Florida, mm. but do like, we though? It does. Yeah, yeah. like some. We sometimes do some, some we do ill will. We, Sorry, if you're guys. listening to us in Florida, chances are one of us. One of us. Um, but we're jealous of your beaches. Yeah, of course. No, it 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 had a sense of joy. It wasn't a sense of longing. Like I think about like. I, I we watched um Jamie we watched forgetting Sarah Marshall uh, we over, did during this pandemic we watched it at one point no we watched it like three years ago man well then maybe I did I don't know but it's my point my it's point is when I watched it around now it didn't make me feel good what like getting Sarah it, Marshall didn't make you feel good forgetting Sarah Marshall didn't make me feel good I remember being like oh man wouldn't it be fun to do whatever like the first couple times I saw it when we watched it then when I watched it during this I'm like I'm so fucking depressed that this is not a thing oh, like okay. you can't just you. do it yeah this movie Barb and Star didn't do that it like beat that that's that bullshit attitude out of my mind and got me to a place where I was like this is fucking fun I'm psyched to do this. I'm trying to like I'm I'm trying to be I'm invested in this world where they are. Well, and that's why this movie is so successful, especially immediately right now. Yeah. We are all Barb and Star. <laughs> we, we we have lost have, our shimmer. We have in, been in my laid case, guys, off I'm from just our Barb jobs. Here. We have <laughs> been abandoned and we don't know what's happening next or what we have to look forward to. We're all that. We're all trying to find our shimmer. That but, I, but they that can... sounds ridiculous. That's exactly why everyone really loves this movie as much as they do. That's, yeah, friendship and female friendship. And like, I don't know. That, that can be a love story. Yeah, absolutely. I don't I, know. I, it's very exciting. Well, I, I mean, I, I want to say a couple of things that I really loved about the movie. And like, first and foremost, it's a weird thing to say, but I was just like, I love that Star fucks in this movie like she just like, yeah. straight up fucks and it's like it's not a deal it's not a thing it's just like yeah no we're gonna fuck right now and I was like 
I'm here for this. I love this. Um, I yeah, also and she's completely positive about it. Yeah, it's only six positive about it. I love that. I was just like, very cool. I like seeing Damon Wayne's Jr. in this movie. So um, funny. So funny to, to to actually watch. And this kind of brings me to um, maybe and and to be to be fair, I sort of, despite kind of not having a lot of laughs, I think I was more. I was still an admiration of the sort of. Um, just going for an absurdity of the whole thing. You know, like the mosquito plot and just redoing it. I think I think maybe in terms of like, we shouldn't compare it too often to Austin Powers, but we're going to, is the repeated, the repeated gags in, in this case didn't land for me in the way that I think Mike Myers has that ability to like beat a dead horse till it's really funny, which is like, you know, like- uh, Well dressed I, as the dead horse. Yeah, you know, like like in this yeah. case, I you know, like I'm thinking about the, the tur- I, I didn't really see a turtle joke. It didn't quite, like the repeated use of that didn't quite oh. like hit for me. Um, Fair, okay, you're allowed, you know, that's allowed. Um, but, I, and I want to point to one thing that I think really, I was like, struggling with it. I, and I thought about this a lot with another film that came out at Christmas this year. And this is going to, um, I, I can see right away that I will get uh, either a lot of hate mail for both these, com- for both these comments. But I, um, oh, when no. has that ever okay, stopped This is going to be strike three for Shahir. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm, out. In the reviews, Look, I'm out of the bubble the... already. Why, why bother <laughs> holding back at this point? In the reviews, everybody, can you just call out people by name and not just group it all together? <laughs> oh, this is, this is what's bugging you. You're not sure if it was me or you. <laughs> oh no, I know it wasn't me. Uh, no, I'm just saying whatever you're about to say next. Well, I was thinking a lot about uh, Happiest Season with Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, and and I thought a lot about um, when I watched Happiest Season, um, how much I was um, feeling that Kristen Stewart was in the wrong kind of was playing like she was in the wrong kind of movie, and and that she wasn't, in my opinion suited to the kind of comedy that really worked. Like, Mary Steenberg is in that movie, and she's amazing. Like, she's amazing in everything. But it's just like, she knows what kind of movie this is and knows how to play every note in that movie so perfectly. And almost everyone in that movie knows how to play every note. Um, you know, and it's, it's it was just sort of like, oh, Kirsten Stewart is kind of like doing kind of a drama in the middle of this like silly comedy. And yeah, she's kind of a dish rag for the whole thing. Yeah, and it's like, and, and I was just like, ah, oh, and it's it's just like this one thing in casting that just kind of like mm, puts me out a little bit. And I'll say the same in this film, which is that as much as I think Jamie Dornan is kind of delivering oh what is needed... He's not the right person to be really? in this movie. You're wrong. You're wrong, Shahir. This is all the people. Again, email us in onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Um, oh, I put said Shahir like in the subject line. During, I, I said so many times when we were watching how great it was to see him cast in this after he's been only a series of over-serious sociopaths. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, even, meta, even from a meta and then perspective, that one, I was like, like this is stock hot Irish bard guy, like, that's the only other role he has. Like, this I, is great for him. I was, I was delighted you, to see him in this. Who would you want to see? Who would I want to see? Uh, I want to make sure. Uh, so, for example, I was thinking about uh, Chris Hemsworth in Ghostbusters. You know, like he, mm-hmm. in terms of like too, knowing too comic, too comic. No, but I think also knowing the kind of movie he's in and being able to play it. I think, I think, is it Marlon Wayne or Damon? It's Damon Wayne's Jr. By the way, um, yeah. I think you could put Damon Wayne's Jr. in the Jamie Dornan role 
Like, I think Damon Wayans Jr. kind of knows how to play this movie. And look, again, I don't think Jamie Dornan is a bad actor. I'm not suggesting that or anything. I'm also not suggesting Christian Stewart is a bad actor. I'm just saying there's something about... it's something about like what Kristen Wiig and Annie Mil- Mil- oh well, boy Annie Andy Milanakis <laughs> Andy Milanakis there you go Andy Mamulo like in terms of them knowing how to play the comedy here I think they're re- they're so good at it. Kristen Wiig is kind of a master at this she's a genius mm-hmm. at and I was like this is so good compared to what we kind of saw in Wonder Woman 1984 I was like oh man I'm so glad that we're kind of being reminded that this is the amazing thing that Kristen Wiig can bring to a role, but I, well, I and on uh, your, I think your guest made the point that Kristen Wiig's arc is the best part. Yeah, of it's Wonder the best Woman part of Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but 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 I I found Jamie Jordan's not his performance, but it just who that just like that that's the kind of thing where you need to find someone like a Chris Hemsworth who has this understated comedy that's like. Inherent, like I didn't feel that there was an inherent. It, it was, it felt forced to me. Is the comedy? I, ooh, I think I, you're. I think you're so. I think you're so wrong. I think she you're in your own. You and I usually agree I, on a lot no. of stuff, and you're so wrong. I think the, <laughs> the way to, to the way that, it. <laughs> the way that he functions in this movie. I think a his performance is great. B because he's not this sort of character normally outside it. It makes it even more funny. And like it's great to sort yeah, of see that him we're again. We're used to him being like a hypersexed murder hypersex murder bot type thing, guys, right? Guys, his motive is to be in a serious couple. Yeah, he's a man towing that the- looks like that. <laughs> his goal is to be in a serious couple and not not sleep with everything he make eye contact with. And, like he and he could and play and also, that off of all of the stuff he's played before. Exactly. They knew what they were doing. And apparently they were like, he was a big risk. You never know when you, you like get a person. And they said he was the nicest. They were in like full ha- makeup, hair, wig on the beach with him. Like, and he was like, you know, I always love the golden girls. And apparently he had a crush on Estelle Getty. <laughs> who, who didn't and, have a crush on Estelle Getty, by the way? Just, right? just putting it out there. And so, and like, I think he was down to clown and maybe, I don't know. He crushed it for me. I was I, I really, think, uh, yeah. I think but maybe I it's think... because I didn't expect it. And maybe that's why all of this works to an uh, another level is because of my expectations like i expected a lot from them but yeah. like i didn't expect to just like you know drown in happiness <laughs> like- i i think i i don't think like he's not delivering i, I really do want to make that clear i don't think he's not performing or giving it his all or it's kind of all there it's just for me the casting cast, the casting is like one degree off uh Why, with but the casting everyone's other than you other than you she here that out of the four of us everyone's saying the casting works it is great so what about the casting listeners in, right in in your opinion is off like what didn't function i i found there's a little bit of a stiffness to the way he plays the comedy like i found like it's not a natural fi- like it i i didn't get the sense that he was a natural comedian in this where everybody where literally everybody else is and I and i think you kind of need Sorry. And I think while that could be kind of funny in this film, it's not a it's not a role that uh, like he is doing musical bits. He is being silly. He's reading the books. He is crying or, you know, getting really upset when he lift when he loses his belt. He's kind of do, he is do he is supposed to be a farcical comedic character. And I didn't feel like that it was kind of the exact calibrated performance for that. And it's not. 
again, it's not him personally. It's not the 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 strength of his performance. I think it's just the casting of it. Whereas, like I was like when 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 Damon Wayans Jr. was on screen, I was like, yeah, that's that's that guy. That's that's the comedy that I think this film should operate on. And I just found that for me personally, and I know I'm outside of the bubble on this one, Ooh, but I, but I will happily live outside the bubble on this one. Um, that it was not quite the right person in that role. I uh, think- he was almost like the ingenue. That's yeah, my point. Yes, 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 yes. Again, he's a hinge. He's a different flavor of person, he's and a... and we are the vessel. He's the vessel we're traveling in. He's, so we would need you to agree that he was grounded? Would you agree um, that his character? He was the most grounded in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and I think the problem there is 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 that for me, he his character was supposed to be farcical, like the other ones, and he was. Kind of, you know, I, I guess kind of like Kristen Stewart in in uh, Happiest Happiest Season, which is like it was like kind of in a slightly different movie. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's not farcical until he's pulled into the world of Barb and Star, and then he becomes farcical. But he's he like, lives on the world. He lives in the in the in the Sharon world. Like he lives but in his the character. I'm talking about his character yeah. is just a guy who wants to be in a serious official relationship. <laughs> it's, it's also it's and also then, a little bit. His character is a little bit like. Um, Seth Green is like Seth Green in Austin Powers, right? Like he's a little bit that character in Austin Powers Lear. Okay. Yeah, you know, and like I'm just talking about the difference in calibration between Seth Green in that movie and Jamie Jordan in this one. It's just it's it's literally we had the same conversation about Hugh Jackman and Real Steel. It's like one degree off for me where I kind of go. I think this could work. You do not start a real. Shahir, you're allowed to say this. A lot of spicy energy in this room and also on screen tonight. (laughs) But um, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take that opinion out back and shoot it. (laughs) Just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Listen, I'm already outside the bubble. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out here. (laughs) I wanna I don't wanna go back to Austin Powers, but I do want (laughs) stepping stone of Austin Powers to compare it to something else that I just read read this Mm -hmm. comparison, but someone mentioned Elvis movies Mm -hmm. where. In Elvis movies, he's like picked up and dropped into tropical scenes where he water skis and mm. does all this fun stuff in a tropical scene where everything's <laughs> a little more fantastic and everything, you know, it's the resort movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me think of Happy Days mm. and the uh, ever- Jump the, the shark? You know, yeah, the, the, shark. Ever, the ever classic jump the shark moment that happens in Happy Days. And I think one of the reasons we see a movie like this where they go to Florida, they go to this destination work is because they can kind of get outrageous with how much is happening in a touristy Florida coast. Like they amplify everything so much mm. that it's almost like an acid trip version of a vacation. And they use that kind of uh, special film. This is a this is a specific kind of movie energy to get a little more of their inanity off. Um, they even kind of title it that way, even though this is not a sequel to anything or a special. Mm. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. It mm. feels like an add-on to an original title. Right, like Leonard Part it also Six. Also, kind of has some nice pent. Is it pentameter? Like Barb and I Star go to Vista Del Mar. Yeah. And they said if they make a sequel, it just has to rhyme with Barb and Star. Yes, yeah, so they have to find another resort or another place to go that rhymes yeah. with Barb and Star. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, now, I haven't seen Airplane in its entirety for eons, so mm. I can't remember. But that is what they referenced mm. a lot in making this film. And I'm curious, have you guys, is it fresh on your Airplane, mind? Airplane, I have Airplane? seen, not not recently, but I saw it, the last time I saw it, I saw it in a theater. 
Um, Val Kilmer the, in that movie kills it. What What is the antagonist like in that? Hmm. Also, I think the problem with the antagonist. Oh, sorry. I'm thing, sorry. I I'm thinking of Top Secret, not Airplane. My bad. Uh, the thing with the antagonist, where I think like it could trip people up, or it'd be like, well, why is this lopsided? Um, is because it's the first person you meet. So you, that's who we th- we're we're supposed to have. A, we're supposed to care a certain amount because Kristen Wiig, and then Barb and Star don't actually meet her until like Act Three. Right. Yeah. We don't, and so, and it's it. I liked the beginning because it's like very like paperboy. No, mm. it's a lab. Oh, she's evil. Oh, she kills people. Oh, and then we jump into the story, and let's see how that ties in. Um, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I was, uh, yeah, the absurdist. Oh, you guys, they did so much visually. Yeah. So much visually. Yeah. If they, and I wonder how much of it was done where like, okay, this is our set. This is the scene we have to do. Like when Jamie Dorian hates everything and he falls back onto the bed and then his legs fly up and come (laughs) into the frame. Like how much fun they had going in and out of frame and uh, with what was around them. And like the artistic direction, the production design you know this movie can't get nominated for an Oscar. It can't get nominated for anything because of when it was released. Well, for this year. I don't think next year either. Why? I don't know. It'll I probably was, be I, out of. It'll I, probably be not not promoted for an Oscar around that time. Unless, I, but it, there's very few films in February that. It could. It could be. be. It certainly I could be. Heard, but this is though, not. I yeah. I read. I think it was in New York Times. It could not be. Hmm. The New York Times interview with them. Hmm. Uh, Weird. But they did try to get the song. Boobies. Uh, boobies, boobies nominated for an Oscar <laughs> for best by what was it? Somebody cheese. Richard, Richard Cheese. Richard, Richard Cheese is classic. When I saw Richard Cheese pop up in this thing, I was that was a happy moment for me. Uh, oh, man, Richard Cheese is like a wonderful uh, comedic songwriter, and have him sing about boobs. Sing about boobies that way. Really, all of his little features in this were just nice little dollops. Yeah. But that was the whole like every. There isn't a moment where there's not a joke. Mm. It's uh, yeah, so nice. It's so fun. The pace of it is extreme. It really never slows down. Right. Yeah. No. And I, I think I there. Well, I, I can I can tell you one gag. Uh, it was uh, it was up top for me that didn't quite land, and I felt like it set the tone a little bit of like just feeling a little bit of whiplash for the for for you know like not having the comedy land was when they arrived at the hotel couldn't realize they'd booked at the wrong hotel go to the other hotel and then it's sort of like a sad moment then they go back to the other hotel sit in the pool and then end up getting a suite and i was like what was that entire diversion what was the point of that diversion because we never it's it's that sort of you know that mike myers thing of like is this gag going to come back at any point are we going to reference that old hotel in any way and i was just like i was just kind of i i th- i felt my brain kind of trying to figure out that moment because it's it's a long diversion like we spend a bit of time going to the old you know to the to the shittier hotel and it doesn't really go anywhere and the gag doesn't pay off in any way that's like you know funny uh and i was kind of like just going hmm what was the point of that like what was i thought there might be a deleted scene involving it i thought the gag i thought the gag what worked pretty well for me because the gag was giant musical number into shit you can't stay here right 
but then uh, but then the they come back. Plot wise, but that's not the gag you're Matt, talking about. Then that's is, just the that's just the plot. But Matthew, Matthew, this is I, I can <laughs> oh, explain shit. this. Remember she just said his we, full name. Shit's about to go down. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Remember when we watched Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> yes. And you got oh, mad at the scene where Emily got hit by a car because while it was dramatic, it was unnecessary. Sure, but the difference is we already have the payoff. The, the joke is that they did a big musical number and now they can't stay at the hotel where literally her getting hit by the car does absolutely nothing for that plot. But He's still mad about it, by the way. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Except, oh, I except made him to, pay for Devil Wears except, Prada. I was except, that excited Devil to watch Pro- it. Devil Wears Prada was an enjoyable film to watch but had problems. Uh, but, the, but them going to yeah, the hotel Yeah, it was Simon Baker's back, eyebrows. It didn't, yeah. it didn't, ah, it, zing! I think what Shahir is saying is that uh, he didn't. they didn't need to go to that hotel. They could have just gone to their rooms at that point and the plot would have continued as but normal. That, but then, then what I'm saying is, and they could have done that, 100% right the plot could have gone like that but then the joke of the whole point of the musical number does not land the joke is big musical number welcome 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 oh wait no oh no not here and then that's the joke sure yeah but like that's why it's even harder for andy to break to emily that she's going to paris because she's upset oh, by being hit by the car <laughs> no, no but different but, i i can't get behind this i'm, I'm right my, i'm right look, look look my point here is uh is is there is a sense to this that it doesn't really matter like like it you know it ultimately it doesn't really matter that's I'm, the yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm just that... i just found that that was one where i was like huh this is a real this is a lot of work for a kind of a sort of a, a, a little bit of a, a half gag and I'll, and then I'll bet it's on the cutting room floor and then I'll the bet, work to I'll get back Lady from Doctor that point yeah and the work to get back from that point seemed like sort of superfluous like they just end up going back there and then getting a room and it was like oh what was what was the you know what was the thing here that made this sort of like this gag needed to stay in because I was like oh, you know because the payoff was and there was a there was a few times where I kind of felt that you know the, the, that sort of whiplash of tone, but but again, ultimately, part of me is saying uh, fundamentally, still love a comedy about forty-five-year-old woman. Still, still want that. You know, like still. But you want... also said you didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Well, didn't laugh I a lot. Think... But did, I... did you do this? Did you do this? Did you go? <laughs> That's funny. I I think I did sort of like. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I will say one other thing in terms of context. We were just talking about like going to Florida and that sort of thing. One thing that I kind of was really curious about is that this is also a film that I feel um, would really play well in a packed theater. Like I, I was wondering, yeah, about that. you know, like like yeah. I think this is a movie that that really sells to a big crowd and to a crowd that's like there for it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like the the, the yeah. analogy I had in my yeah. mind is I've been to I went to both opening nights for Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL, and I was Bless like, you. and Bless you. and these those those both those movies fucking killed like on opening nights. You know what I mean? I like, bet. I bet. No, I think you're totally right. I think um, I I I needed this movie now mm. in my heart by like drinking wine while my friend in L.A. was drinking wine and we pressed play at the same time. I, I'm I'm gonna year. go out on a limb and guess who that friend was. By the way. Oh, was it? Was it Shalia? Yeah, yeah of course it was. <laughs> friend of the show, Shalia Evans. Shalia Evans. I don't even. But... I don't even know your friend circle that well, but I was like, I know who that person is. Um, but yeah, uh, but like, I do think it would have been neat to hear a laughter yeah. just like come mm. from different sides of the theater and yeah. sweep over it, mm. and like groups that you were like. 
who's gonna who, is this gonna pop with everyone and then everyone just like yeah and it's also it's that also that a movie really that good. i think benefits from like people laughing at the wrong moments like it's a it's a yeah it's a theater yeah. movie where like yeah. it doesn't yeah. like people should be shouting at the screen during this thing yes. you know kind of thing it's that kind of movie and i yes. think in that environment maybe for me the laughs would have come i you know like it, we were both tired sitting at home and we had some high expectations yeah. to be entertained and mm. we, we just kind of were tired, you know? But you, but I was like... You suffered from that thing when two people watch a movie and just it doesn't quite hit the two people yeah, both, the way it needs to. And then later in your life, you watch it with someone else and you're like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of think that there's people. that about it as well, you know? Like, well, for me personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yep, I get that. that um, makes sense. Elise and Jamie, I mm-hmm. know you have notebooks. What 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 else can we hit on this from oh, from your shit. perspective? I want to make sure we have enough time. You, Am you I got... allowed to cuss here? I'm not. Am yeah, I? Yeah, you Fuck are. No. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck maybe. Poop poop poop. Uh, by the <laughs> way, I'm great. completely in the Captain Underpants world right now, so all of my cuss words are po- are Professor Poopy Pants. Love poopy it. and <laughs> Dookie. <laughs> this is going great. Green so Day album, the second one. We're going there. I'm so. Oh, quarantines uh, killed me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, what do well, I? One have? of my notes, and I'm so glad that uh, two everybody has repeated it multiple times before I even said it. Is just the sentence: "This film is about middle-aged women." <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> and that's that's so great. That's yeah. so like, guys, great. All middle-aged women movies, like. Yeah. It's usually there's a lot of downers shit that happens. Yeah, it's PSA. A lot of divorcees. A lot of divorcees, and that's fine. And these two women, the one husband left, the other one died. They have each other, and I feel a lot of women at my mom's level, at other levels, I see it everywhere. The women have the women. Like, that's your team. Yeah. That's your fam. That's your buddy. It's your bubble. It's your bubs. And um, Kristen Wiig like, She. Fu- they have a three-way. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you have a three-way with your best friend. That was the, that Sorry, was the that turning was point for me, by the way. Look, whatever happens in the bubble stays scene. in the bubble. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the way that... The, one thing I really did like about that was when, it, after it happened... The cell phone. It, well, that too. But that's, I was gonna, the, that's the best gag in the movie. But I was, so good. But I was going to say, it also wasn't a big deal for either of them. Like, nope. They're like, oh, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> Yeah, they don't, like, if someone were to yell at them, they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Should I go over here? Okay, you know you have really pretty eyes. And then they'd leave. Like, they, it's just like there's never, the only time where they're very verklempt or very, like, doubtful or very, like, oh, I don't know, is when they think they're betraying the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sweet. Uh, uh, guys, Tommy Bahama. Sorry, that's a spoiler. <laughs> Tommy, but ba- we're already in spoilers. Okay, all right. Tommy fucking Bahama. Tommy Bahama. I won't say anything else. Please watch this movie, uh. at least for that moment. And I get Shahir, uh, back to your guys' date night, like not being in the mood for it. I also was like, I really wanted this to be great, but I was also scared. Because you, because like, um, I don't know. I, I didn't watch Wine Country with Amy Poehler and, <laughs> yeah. and, and the group, yeah. but I didn't hear the most highest praise and you would think that like like you have some master binds in there and they're going to napa mm-hmm. to to go wine tasting yeah how can you fail and so like this is like oh you have these two behind the wheel and this crazy world oh no is it too good to be true i think is like kind of where i started sure so sure, that, sure sure i think also catapulted me into all of it um what else can I say about them? Um, I liked that they spent 10 years. Some people were like, took them 10 years. And they were like, 
we took our time. It's more fun to write when you can, there's no pressure. And they apparently wrote the first draft so quickly and then did table reads. And uh, in Bridesmaids, Annie was actually supposed to be a bridesmaid. Mm -hmm. The the film got tabled or got like taken. like yep. Yeah. And so then she got pregnant. Two weeks later, they're like, no, it's back on. Oh. So they, by the time they started filming, she was like seven months. And by the end of it, like she had a son. So they made her be on the plane right, uh, or like right, didn't yeah. make her, but probably how yeah. they had to deal yeah. with scheduling. But, um, they, they just, um, yeah. And like they, they have a writing partner relationship that's so strong. Yeah. Uh, and that's hard to find. Yeah. I, you, it's like dating and it's like, um, and and certain people are gonna pull certain things out of you, and you're gonna create a certain way with that person, and create differently with someone else, and then just be stifled by someone else. And so I don't know. I think yeah. I think there's a there's a real SNL kind of vibe to this as well. In terms of like these are two SNL yeah. characters that could have yeah. come from the show that are being extended into a movie, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and the fun well, that kind of comes with creating those characters. Lasting characters mm -hmm. though, like I, they've been friends for uh, you know, X amount of time and you're kind of interested in seeing back. Like I really like that they don't dig too much into the past, but they talk about their past. Oh, they, they talk do. about their exes and their husbands. I, something I really love is the, the the and shows like the nuance that there is in these characters. Uh um, Barb talks all the time about her husband, her, her late husband, Bob Quicksilver, yep. who was a rodeo star oh. and, uh, she is scared to go in water. She's scared to do anything. She's, she doesn't want to go on vacation. She has to be talked into it. She's just, she doesn't, she doesn't want to change her world. And at first I was like, oh, it's the shell shock of death. I'm sure that'll come up. And then as she talks about her husband being this rodeo star and her journey is doing all of these incredible adventurous things that's kind of always been in her. Uh, and I like the idea that like, she probably used to live through this very robust adventurous person who was killed literally by the mediocrity of middle America. <laughs> On a Black Friday yeah, he was sale. trampled yeah. by a, in a Black that's Friday great. sale. She got and one. and that shut her off to adventure in life. And I really love that she finds it. She, th that there is an idea that it used to be there for her, and then it came back to her was uh, was cool for me. I really liked that a lot. Um, it felt really good. Yeah, There's also no goddamn turmoil in this movie, and I appreciate that. Right. Turmoil. A lot. Well, like in her character. I mean, there's, no, there's turmoil very and like, minimal. you know how when things happen in a movie, like two, you know, halfway through the second act, they're like, but I put a cockroach in the coach's helmet and now he won't understand what? math anymore. That is so anymore. specific. He, yeah, he, what he, the hell you know, are you something, something happens and you know something's going to go bad. It was a bad example, guys. Sorry. No, I wait. Where is this going? What did go the cockroach do? Shahir, I'll tell I'm you later. I'm writing it down. Let's write this down. Let's uh, make our own film. The, you there's that feeling that like oh no things were going so well and like we just watched sound of metal which is pretty much hinged on that feeling completely <laughs> and that's an extraordinary film don't get me wrong right. I, I i full full stop excellent mm -hmm. but that movie is all turmoil and it's hard promising to one, watch young right now. And which I love. yeah, promising love. young again. I love like, that movie, but all that is a your, stress. Yeah, and then they <laughs> use it on stressed. purpose. They build you up, and they're like, "Look how cute this is going." And then they're like, "You have another is forty horrible. minutes to watch, man." Uh, <laughs> but and this movie, 
didn't do that ever. Not no. even once yeah. is there turmoil. And I really appreciated that. And I think that that is what we all kind of need right now. Like there's that Netflix trend of just like everything everybody's watching is raw fluff. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's Bridgerton. Raw fluff. It's That's Emily funny. in Paris. It's substanceless. And people can't get enough of it because we need things that are gentle. <laughs> I think I, mean, I think you're right as well in terms of like the they're constantly escalating the absurdity. You know, like mm-hmm. so by the end when when Sharon is flying at them uh, out of a cannon uh, to prevent a mosquito <laughs> attack, and and Trish turns up to save the day. Oh, I think, oh my god! Um, is it Reba McIntyre? Yeah, it is Reba McIntyre. Yeah, no, but I think I think they're constantly escalating in a good way for this film. You know, like I think they're they're actually working really well in that. Um, yeah, no, sorry uh, to chime in on that. Uh, well, speaking of chiming in, we actually had a call in, didn't we? A first-time caller. Yeah, no, this is uh, uh, oddly, this film had a number of people requesting to be on the show. I'm looking at you, Elise, um, and also Sorry. I... <laughs> and Jamie, and I think a few people really did want to be on the show. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be such a downer because I didn't love it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, initial thought of intro was saying, "Shahir, how much did you hate this?" <laughs> it's weird. Like, Jamie, you know, let's not start. I, I will say. Well, I'll come to that in my final thoughts actually about this type of movie but alan noah from the test of time podcast was eager to be on the show unfortunately we couldn't make it happen because we were kind of as you can guess we have a full house for this episode uh but he was kind enough to uh to to actually call us in with his thoughts on the movie which we would love to play for you now Hello, Matt and Shahir. This is Alan Noah from the test of time podcast which is another podcast about movies awkward But I wanted to just drop you a line and let you know my thoughts on Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar because I loved this movie. This movie brought me so much joy. It's a perfect movie to watch if, say, I don't know, the global pandemic has kind of got you down, all your friends are getting vaccinated, but you're not, and you just need to watch something so completely bonkers and batshit insane, you will not think about anything else. I was glued to the screen. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It's hilarious. It breaks so many rules and conventions of movies. And yet the story does work. It makes some kind of sense in its own internal, twisted, bizarre logic. Kristen Wiig is a gift. We are lucky to have her. It's got some Austin Powers vibes because Kristen Wiig is the hero and the villain. But I feel like she elevates the material so much, and unlike Austin Powers, which kind of doesn't stand the test of time, in my opinion, I feel like this movie will because it's just so out there. It's not tied to any specific reference. It's insane. It works because of that. I feel like this movie is destined to be a cult classic, ignored and misunderstood by many, but beloved by a few. I think the fact that it's made for a niche audience almost makes it cooler. Like, it's not trying to go wide. It's not trying for mass appeal. Kristen Wiig and Annie Mamalo, they made a movie for them, and the people who love it are just going to love it, and I think that's awesome. If it's not for you, that's cool. My wife was looking at me crazy while I was laughing my head off watching this. But if you're having a rough day and you need to just watch something that will completely take your mind off of everything you could do a lot worse than this movie also shameless plug time the test of time podcast we watch movies that are at least 15 years old and ask if they stand the test of time 
check us out. If you like podcasts about movies, there are others. Don't tell Matt and Shahir. Uh, we're going to edit that out. We're going to edit that part out, right? Yeah, we got to take that. Sorry. We're going to cut Alan. that out. Cut it. Alan. 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 It sounds Alan, like you're, you're married, so, but at least so, single. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank Alan, you, Alan. Just play that anytime you want to make a friend. To back up Alan's point, there, uh, there was a quote. Oh, God. And I'll find the comedian that tweeted it. But essentially, to paraphrase him, it was this tweet saying, I hope that 10 years from now, Barb and Star is the sleepover movie that a bunch of girls watch, yeah. and most of the girls don't like it, but one girl really likes it. And later, when she's famous and a genius, she can quote this movie as her inspiration point. <laughs> also, yeah. I, and I it think... just sums up that idea that some people are like, "I what?" and some it shines a beacon to others. And also, I the idea that this would become the Austin Powers, uh, not just of this generation, but actually kind of take the place of in over yeah. over time, I think would be, um, I you know, like as we've discussed Austin Powers on this, uh, not just on this episode, but we have an entire episode devoted to Austin Powers as well. Um, fit, you guys fit it in every episode. Yeah, every episode. No, you guys say Austin thing, Powers. We actually don't because I we I I actually not to not to take uh, Alan's gimmick, but I don't think it stands the test of time specifically which was weird i think elise was, right, i don't think elise was being serious there by the way matt um so just to just to clarify that um i, I felt like it was a serious question <laughs> oh oh no i was just like you guys we've said the word austin, austin powers. powers i think <laughs> a thousand times seven times yeah. this hour. Well, because, well, because that's the, that is the template that they break with this right like that is that the, the beginning of this movie if you grew is, up when austin is, powers is came out you're like Oh, drink. Yeah, I understood this reference. <laughs> Guys, we'd be wasted, right? Yeah, now. yeah, so exactly. Crazy. And I um, hope, like in t- in five years from now, people are talking about having sex with the Pringles man, um, and Mr. Peanut. <laughs> I like anything plain, just plain. <laughs> and oh. Trish becomes a meme at some point. I love Trish. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so so Alan, thank you very much. Also, everyone, please do check out the Test of Time podcast. It is delightful. Um, uh, I don't know what it's actually about, considering we are the only podcast <laughs> about movies, but you yeah. should but, check but it out. They do have a great episode about Sorcerer with some fantastic guests on it so you should check that I've one out I've heard that episode is excellent oh man huh okay let's get into final thoughts I think Shahir you and I should probably start and let uh, Jamie and Elise take it home yeah sure um, I'll, I'll, I'll start with this just quickly because I think I'm, I'm the out because I'm outside the bubble um, the I will say generally for these types of movies like Step Brothers like Anchorman um, like Austin Powers although Austin Powers is slightly different because I was younger when I saw it I generally tend to find I am um, I'm sort of more uh, like you like you said Matt kind of going huh that's funny as opposed to laughing out loud so it's kind of in the wheelhouse for for um, where I think this would sit and in principle I think everything here works there's the, the fact that I you know maybe strained a little bit to laugh is not a besmirch on upon the film it actually does work well and for all the reasons that I think we've uh, articulated in this uh, particular episode about um about why this film should be taking the place of an Austin Powers or should be taking the place in pop culture. It's un- To me, it is unfortunate that it is being released during the pandemic because it doesn't get the sort of wide theatrical, hey, let's go to the movies to have fun and see this thing kind of release. You know, like we're all having yeah. to see it at home. Um, but that shouldn't detract you from seeing it. Um, and and uh, my minor niche, you know, like little uh, things that, that don't quite work for me shouldn't, also shouldn't detract you from seeing it i think it's great um and 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 well worth your time despite my kind of sometimes not not quite feeling the humor but you know who cares (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, honestly, that, because you know it's, what? Hey, because it's you know so what? absurd, who gives a shit? You know, like what you I know mean? what? Did you hear? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, I think this movie was fucking hilarious. I loved it very much. Um, you should definitely go check it out. I the, the thing that sort of the, the gift that kept on giving for me after the fact was trying to figure out, despite the fact that like I was on board for ninety nine percent of it, what that one percent sort of hitch was. Um, and I don't even know if I've nailed it down yet, but it it's just an extra layer of like I guess sort of trying to figure out the film craft of it. I, I love what Alan said, actually. Like, this is a movie that 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 I that I respect incredibly because they made a thing that they wanted to make. And you know what? It, it's going to... The mileage may vary for people, but I will say I got more out of this than I did most other comedies this year. So, uh, yeah, 100%, even though it's only 99. Because, but I'll figure it out, mm -hmm. and then I'll get over myself, and we'll be there. So who wants to go next? Next, she's looking at me like she wants me to go. At least wants to close. I feel like you two should do this in the voices. Oh my god! From I just can't believe that all the raccoons in the world are asleep right now. I know. I have no information to back that up. I have no scientific proof. So I, unsurprisingly, fixated on the idea of films being made or broken by when they are released and what's happening. I think that. Barb and Star joins a very long line of movies that uh, will either become cult classics or icons because of what they mean to culture at this moment. At this moment, we are in a very bleak pandemic where there's been a lot of sorrow and frustration and uh, lethargy and cabin fever, and this was the medicine we needed. Um, it reminded me, uh, this is obviously... Um, uh, a darker story, but it reminded me of um, a long time ago. I read, I think in Vanity Fair, uh, that uh, she only reads it a couple times a year. The uh, dark side of Vanity Fair. George Romero was driving his um, uh, real print. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a draft of um, Night of the Living Dead uh, to Columbia to show them and to pitch it. And he didn't really care about the movie. He felt like he had made it uh, so that he could sell it and make money and make more uh, grandiose films that he truly could care about. And uh, suddenly on the radio, it was announced that Martin Luther King Jr. had been assassinated. And he realized that he had made a completely different movie. Uh, and the story, uh, you know, focuses around uh, black protagonists. And that was a big big difference uh back then and it changed the meaning of the movie and it made it uh really really relevant when it might have kind of gone away as a as an interesting scary movie um another comparison uh mama mia opened on broadway <laughs> like a week after 9 11 uh and it ran for 14 years uh <laughs> It, it it did extremely well um, because people since the Great Depression have been looking for uh, comedy in the face of darkness. And uh, yeah, I think that this movie um, maybe was saved a little bit by where we are now, because I think as funny as it is, we might not have paid the attention that we did at this moment when we all really needed it. That's yeah. my, that's my, sh gosh, we should have ended bomb. there. <laughs> now I have to talk. Um, wow. I think this movie is about 
caring, caring, uh, 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 being authentic to themselves uh, and not caring about others and 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 for that and because usually women like barb and star they are they care about each other more than themselves all the time and they care about what everyone else is doing except for themselves but these two women decided i'm going to care about what is funny to me and put that first and put that in the spotlight regardless of anything else and i think that you know following their joy on this paid off in a huge way um because I, I think uh, the enthusiasm you could feel from it about everything that they decided that was in this world and that they would go through and the tchotchkes, um, <laughs> there was so much uh, there. And so we that was uh, infectious. Is that the word I'm mm-hmm. looking for? Yeah. Sure. And just uh, and, and friendship and, um, and and getting outside of yourself and getting out of your comfort zone and something we all want to do so badly. <laughs> Oh, I mean, kind of and kind of not. I don't miss the subway like I thought. <laughs> but uh, but yes. Um, yeah. And you did it with your best friend and to have friends. Friends is important. And uh, that uh, that's my uh, that's my thought. All right. Well, this has been the only podcast about the film Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Jamie. Yeah, say it. In the, say it. Say it like in the, the accent. Barb and Star. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Um, Jamie. We've been uh, living together for a year. Thank you so much for for coming on and sharing and sharing your joy and your own personal bar out, out of the two of you. I think I would probably well, so between me and Shahir, I would probably be Barb. I think. Hmm. True. Uh, where Star facts. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, where, what about you two? Who's who's Barb and who's Star? Well, I think we fluctuate a lot. Yeah, we one, one we trade. You know, and this is a good thing. You and I uh, are very good at supporting the other when the other needs it, and then flipping back when we need to. And wow. we've both we've both taken our steps of 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 needing courage and 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 being being brave new people when Holy we've had shit, to yeah. oh and we've gosh. also uh, i don't know well have we had sex on a slide has have you what with each other or in no <laughs> the same guy i mean no, not the same guy. You guys got took with this in a weird way. Jamie, uh, I will say it, so. I, I didn't take anything in any weird way. Don't Anywho, wrap me up with, we both with him. Think our as landlord I point to the is hot, and we've thought about the landlord, and we thought about our basement John neighbor, basement John, basement <laughs> <laughs> John. Wow, uh, basement so, John, if you're listening in, please email us in at Only Movie yeah. Podcast. We're gonna have to tell him. So, He's so not okay, listen, okay, but he so, does work in television. So going back our to the original question. He's a great landlord. He's the best goddamn landlord. Anyway, <laughs> is he our Jamie Dorian? Does he just want to be in a real official I, couple with I us? I don't know. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> Look, it's getting desperate here. I, I need, don't I need know. to get a I shot that, in my arm I think soon. That, I think that the thing that resembles Barb and Star for Elise and I is friendship. All right. Oh, Fair yeah. enough. Well, when when you culottes. And culottes. culottes. When you are both rocking uh, culottes to the umpteenth degree, where can folks find you? Oh, geez. Ah. Uh, uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Elise Brando, E L Y S E B R A N T U. That is how you spell your name. Yep. Hey, people! People like to call, and they also like to say Brando. It's Brando, um, and like uh, 
Yeah, like Marlon. Not but cooler because my... there's extra vowels. Yeah. Like the, yeah. He's my godfather. Not yeah. really. <laughs> oh, no. That was my Conan joke whenever I get interviewed on Conan. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just, I don't know. Find me in the breeze when, there's wow. a, when the sun's on your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm there. All right. Uh, Jamie? My roommate is a phantom. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, you know, I, so if you go to my accounts, you can find Elise. <laughs> you, that's an easy way to remember. I tag her and shit. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're we're around. But sure. she's a very uh, funny writer and comedian. Yeah, uh, I, you yeah. should. Yeah, sorry, I'm redoing Elise's plug. Yeah, oh, I'm fine. sorry. That's is what, that real what I'm friendship supposed to is. do? Is that what I'm supposed to do? I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, you should I plug a- Jamie now. No, no, okay. she just plugged you, so now yeah, yeah, you yeah. can plug Jamie. All right, so Jamie. List all of my social media. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie has yeah, three, two. 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 But didn't weren't you going to start another one? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, Jamie's incredible. I'm great. Have her graphic design the crap out of you. <laughs> and she's witty, and she's funny, and she's smart, and she, gosh, she's so fucking funny. Oh my god! Uh, no, you are so fucking funny. I mean that a hundred and ten percent. You've said some stuff, and I have spit my cereal out into the ground. But to plug myself, Apparently only, I am... she only says funny things during breakfast, though. Yeah, it gets real dark. It gets <laughs> Vanity Fair dark. <laughs> but uh, no, I am, I am an actor, writer, creator, and uh, now hopefully soon producer. I am working on. Uh, I had just finished a feature uh, uh, and getting that hopefully into uh, in the next stage, uh, and then uh, I am creating a hopefully a TV show. So we're working on that as well. Yeah, buy your stocks in Elise Brando now, everybody, because. <laughs> Mar- Brando is going to be spelled with extra vowels from now on. <laughs> yeah, two. Uh, also, <laughs> you can find big years. What I'm saying. I-, I know this got lost in the weeds. You can find. Uh, oh yeah, Jimmy Wal- on, Jim Jam I- Walsh. I'm on Instagram at Jim Jam underscore Walsh and at Twitter at the same. That's there we it. Go. She's so smart and very, very talented. Please, please look at her stuff. Elise, I'm, I'm uh, not You might kidding. be talking me up too much. It's no, like man. when their parents two, are like, they're I gotta, just I gotta gifted. Say, they need special school. You two are the cutest hype men I've ever seen yeah. for listen, each listen other. To, listen to how the professionals do it, okay? Uh, okay? Shakir, when you aren't laughing at funny things, where can folks find you? You can find me living outside the bubble at my website, www.shahirdaud.com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com. Matt, when you are living in the strangest three-way i've ever seen where can people find you <laughs> you can you can find you can find us being calm during breakfast and then freaking the fuck out at the, the dvd the player <laughs> under our flat at screen goddamn i feel like breakfast player. is where a lot of stuff happens for you guys <laughs> yeah, yeah over at my website m-a-t-t-h-e-w-k-roll.com for my life and works also skeletor the number four pr easy on instagram or at psn and then of course emperor msk on twitter matt wait uh, i gotta stop you right there what's the psn game tie-in for barb and star go to vista del mar you keep doing this. i'm gonna this do it to you what is the game? Do. What's the what's game? The game? Yep. What? What's the game? He's trying to tie a game. <laughs> because like, you keep a, mentioning your PSN. Sure. Is it okay. Tetris? <laughs> is it Tetris? I, it, it's got to be Tetris. Tetris, right? Sonic the no, Hedgehog? What do you got? Uh, let's see. Barb and Star. I'd like a Barb Yoshi and Star Grand Theft Auto. Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin. <gasps> oh, None yeah. of these things are about friendship. No, but they're about oh. like the ocean. <laughs> Sure, this is your bit now. Yes, Echo the Dolphin <laughs> is the game like you should the, like the ocean. Echo the Dolphin is one of the darkest one of the darkest plots of a game. It makes no sense, but sure. Is, the whole thing is rough. My mom wouldn't rent it for us because she didn't like how we kept accidentally running the dolphin into walls. <laughs> 
So go, let's end there. Let's, let's end, end there. there. Let's Everybody, end there. thank you so much for listening. Um, and next week we'll have a show with less dolphins. <laughs> More dolphins. <laughs> These More are the worst dolphin dolphins. impressions ever. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.